Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to the radio program. Today's issues will be here for another 25 minutes. By we, I mean Ed Battagliano and yours truly, Tim Wildman. Should you want to send us an email, then it, it needs to be a K-Love email, okay? It needs to be positive and encouraging, all right? You probably uh, need to explain why you why you use that expression. It needs to I be do? a K Love email. Well, K Love is a Christian radio network across the country, and uh, they're friends of ours. Yeah, I mean they they do uh, they play music. That's their which is good. I mean that's 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 good. We play some music on yeah, our yeah. inspiration I don't have, network. I, I'm not against music. Right. I'm just saying, but their their uh, slogan is uh, K Love. Positive and encouraging. Right. Right? That's their mantra. Yeah. If Christians can have mantras, I don't know exactly. <laughs> Isn't that a Hindu thing? That's, but, that's, I think that is an Eastern. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Religious. So, but they say positive and encouraging. Caleb. Yes. And I'm, and that's what we want our emails to be. So I'm just saying, I'm borrowing from Caleb to say to people that if you send us an email here at American Family Radio, especially to today's issues, where we are sensitive. Okay. And we are. We are sensitive. We are sensitive. And uh, we, huh? We yeah. don't, we have feelings and we don't want them damaged. Right. So we don't need, want to be scarred. You need to send us positive and encouraging emails. Right. So the address to do that is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. All right. Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, all. How you doing? How you doing, brother Steve? It's good. It's good. I was uh, last night. I was down in Columbus, Mississippi, rehearsing for a concert that our the Columbus uh, Chorale was going to be doing this weekend. So I got music floating through my head today. I didn't know you were into horses. Yeah, <laughs> the corral. The corral. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, used to eat at the Golden Corral. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me if I'm into horses. Yes. Ed's, Ed's, he's, he, I'm on it he's today. He's loaded. Ed, yeah. a- ask me if I'm into horses, Ed. Are you into horses, Steve? <laughs> Nay. Oh, man. That was, yeah, but you right, walked right into that, Ed. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Mr. Ed. <laughs> I just, I just uh, came up with that. I just came up with that. Wilbur. Like, boom. Yeah. You know, I just came up with that. I know. We're on, we're on fire, <laughs> <Okay>. folks. <laughs> um. Remember only so. So what are you? What are you? Emails. What are you going to sing? We're singing. Uh, uh, oh, is this a choir? Yes, uh, it's a chorale. A, a male female. Yes, combo adults. Okay, community community based. So, okay, audition. What you, so what's so it? Binary. The, so what's the concert? The concert is. Uh, we just we they haven't done a concert. I just joined uh, recently, but they haven't done a concert in two years because of the COVID thing. So this is the big, re, you know, renewal, and they're going to have one at. Uh, First Baptist in or a Baptist church in uh, Oxford, and then one in West Point, not the RV West Point, Mississippi. Mississippi. We do have listeners in California yeah, right. who don't know what you're talking about. Right. But uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. Well, that, yeah. we're, we're, good for you guys. Yeah, good. And for you, you do have Steve. a good voice. So, I mean, as far as I can tell, yeah. I'm not a musical person. <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve. Go. All right. Some people just cannot, cannot, cannot let go of Donald Trump and the Russia conspiracy. 
One of those who's invested his whole career into it now is Congressman Adam Schiff of California. Mm-hmm. He's the one that was kind of heading all the impeachment things. He's the one. He's the guy that said he had a uh, he had proof positive the the smoking gun that will you know prove that President Trump colluded illegally with Russia. And he's still kind of on that bandwagon, and he visited the View. Well, the View uh, is you know is very mostly people that would agree with him. Talking about Whoopi Goldberg and that bunch. Goldberg, yeah. Yeah, of intellectuals. But um, (laughs) Megan McCain was, they they do have a lone conservative, you know, like we have Ed, the lone liberal. Uh, Right. Right. um, I am not liberal, folks. Please do not start emailing. You have to play the part of one every once in a while for us to draw out an argument. Yes. Well, Megan McCain walked off the set or left the show, and they've gotten a new one, a new person. Her name is Megan Ortegas. Morgan. Morgan Ortegas. And I want you to hear the interchange between her and Adam Schiff because this girl is not backing down. Cut nine. The effort to get Russian help continued and even beyond the effort to get Russian help. But you may spread Russian disinformation yourself for years by promoting this. I think that's what Republicans and what people who entrusted you as the Intel Committee chair are so confused about your culpability in all of this. Well, I, I completely disagree with your premise. Uh, it's one thing to say allegations should be investigated, and they were. Mm-hmm. It's another to say that we should have foreseen in advance that some people were lying to Christopher Steele, which is mm-hmm. impossible, of course, to do. None of that serious misconduct is in any way diminished by the fact that people lied to Christopher Steele. No, I think just your credibility is. <laughs> okay, now let me just say why Adam Schiff is lying there, okay? Because it's it's very easy when you're a politician, you de- you learn to deflect early in your career, and that's what he was doing. But he's making it sound like he was just an honest searcher for the truth about the the Russian influence on the election and the Steele dossier, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. That's not what he said no. when he was Intel chair. He said Trump did it. I have the smoking gun. He's guilty. Now he's acting like, well, how did I know that the guy was lying? Well, you know what, Congressman? That's why you don't start off by saying the guy's guilty, President Trump. You say, folks, we're not making a judgment right now. We're going to get to the bottom of this. But we don't have that, especially on the left, although Republicans can play those games too. Uh what you maybe didn't hear right there was, and I'm impressed by this uh, new lady on The View. I don't watch The View, but uh, we often some we often have used quotes from that show. It's a very popular show nationally, especially among women. But uh, he, uh, she, uh, she said you read the Steele dossier talking to uh, Schiff. Um, you read the Steele dossier into the uh, congressional record. Now, the Steele dossier was a bunch of garbage that was unverifiable and was just meant to be used as a, um, just, it was paid for by the, by Hillary Clinton Clinton campaign, the Clinton campaign. And it was, it was, it was basically used to try to get stories floated out there about President Trump, uh, and his connections with the Russians and tawdry things that he had supposedly done and said. And so, but it was unverifiable. And that's what John Durham has, is setting out to prove here. Now, how this all started and he's indicted two very important people in this whole story. 
that's what she's talking about right there is you to shift your, your you read you read fantasy into the congressional record and promoted the idea that President Trump had colluded with the Russians to impact the election with Hillary Clinton. That was not true. And now John Durham has set out to punish the people who promoted that in an, in an official capacity. Right. That is producing the Steele dossier, which the FBI used because James Comey hated Donald Trump right. and others. He They hated Donald Trump, and so they were out to get him mm-hmm. and out to kneecap his uh, administration. And so uh, Schiff, he, he just – he spread all these uh, – he, 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 as you said, Ed, he wasn't balanced and fair and said, we right. don't know. He said, we know Donald Trump's guilty of colluding with the Russians, and I have the smoking gun, and he never produced the smoking right. gun. Uh, and, and a lot of the things that he said, Schiff said, were uh, classified. Uh, and then when they were unclassified or declassified, maybe I'm not using the proper terminology there, but they had congressional privilege to – keep these testimonies hidden from the public that his committee was having. Uh, and as it turns out, all these key players, even Democrats who came before his committee, Clapper and Brennan and all those guys who were in the Obama administration, uh, how they, they in the end said, we have no proof against Donald Trump colluding right. with the Russians. And so that's the reason Mueller couldn't come up with anything in two years, despite having 20 or 25 Clinton supporting uh, attorneys in his office with an unlimited budget. So just the bottom line, we all pretty much know this. The whole Russian collusion story with – and notice Schiff didn't talk about that. He just – as you said, Ed, he uses deflection and, oh, right. yeah, what about – and let's not forget that. Uh No. What we're talking about here is did did Donald Trump collude with the Russians to impact the election against Hillary Clinton in 2016? There's no evidence for that. There never was any evidence for that. And they didn't have it. They didn't have it, and that's been that's being uh, proved now. And all the liberal media went with the story too. Sure. Yes, sure. Oh, because they hated President Trump, so they didn't care whether they could verify it or not. They just said it's true, and we're going to run with it. If I'm not mistaken, also Durham has mentioned the culpability, culpability, culpability. that of the media. Yeah. Um, well, if you look up Trump derangement syndrome in the dictionary, Adam Schiff's picture is right there. Yeah. And he's the chief man. I bet he didn't expect to be asked that on the View, though. No, probably not. Yeah, I'm not. Again, uh, they have they usually have one token conservative, whether it's uh, Megan uh, McCain, McCain or uh, Candace Burr uh, or. I've forgotten the maybe the, the uh, Elizabeth. Um, what was her name? Hasselbeck. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So they'll have they he, usually have one on there, but, but he doesn't watch. But they're <laughs> no, I don't. Well, but they're pretty. I, I don't they watch. A it's just like pop culture. You know who yeah, they yeah. are for what they do, but I don't watch the View. Uh, I watch clips from it every once in a while. That's, for the, that's what I was, I was going to say. Is there's all there? Don't take my a, man card, Steve. No, sir. <laughs> there's always a, a clip or two from the View where somebody. Right. You know, right. usually face prove plants how, on the show. Usually proves, proves how foolish liberals are. Yeah. Usually. Go, Steve. Well, uh, during the, the uh, supposed Russian collusion hoax, uh, the government used the FBI, of course, to um, further its goals. And that hasn't stopped. Using the, President Biden is using the FBI for his, as his personal uh, cleanup team, it seems. Now, I'm talking about this is the 
um, the raid that the FBI did on the Veritas Foundation, the, the they had supposedly James O'Keefe, James O'Keefe Project Veritas. Yes, they had supposedly a, a, a diary by that was written by Biden's daughter, and it apparently must have some kind of state secrets in it because the FBI raided, and uh, they they. This is weird. It is. Well, how how, how does how, how do they? Did they have the diary? Did they steal it, or how? What so the diary is, has not been recovered, as far as I know. Um, it, but if they they copied it, I'm sure they, it's so the yeah. FBI. The FBI is sent to Project Veritas and their employees' homes and business to raid it, looking for a diary. For, Dear diary. For Joe Biden's daughter's diary. Yeah. Dear diary, Ash- Ashley Johnny Biden. is so cute. What'd you say? Yeah. Ashley Biden is is okay. his daughter. Right. Um, uh, Jonathan Turley was on uh, Fox and Friends, and he's noting that this is not the first time that uh, the uh, Biden has used the FBI as his personal uh, concierge. There, let's uh, listen to cut ten. But it also brings up memories of how the FBI has intervened in the past for Biden family members. The FBI reportedly responded when Hunter Biden's handgun. Uh, was tossed away behind a restaurant. Uh, And a lot of people asked at that time, why would the FBI, this is when President Biden was vice president, why would the FBI be involved in that if that's true? This is not the Fetch It Bureau for first families. The Fetch It Bureau. The Fetch It Bureau. (laughs) Well, I guess they are. If they're they're being used like that, huh? Uh, But but now, just real quickly, the the this diary did did James O'Keefe and the Project Veritas were they in possession of it? They have not yet said that I that I'm aware. They haven't. You know they they kind of uh, premiere things on the on their website. They didn't. They didn't steal. No, they were not the ones that stole it. Okay. Yeah. The, and and I read somewhere where it wasn't stolen. She left it yeah. somewhere and. Kind of like uh, her brother leaving his laptop at the exactly. computer uh, repair store. Yeah. They have a habit of this. Yeah. I guess well, in the Biden family. Pro- the, the project, ver- now supposedly, so so we don't know yet whether the diary was left somewhere. The Biden family reported it stolen in a burglary with other items. And someone apparently approached, uh, allegedly approached Project Veritas their uh, CEO and founder, James O'Keefe, telling O'Keefe, we have the daughter's diary. Do you want it? And if you want it, do you want to publish what's in it? And so uh, my understanding from what O'Keefe is saying is they didn't want it. They weren't going to publish it. And yet they their offices were like set raided. To me, it sounds like a setup. Well, it wasn't by chance, I suppose. Uh, CNN cameras were there, like an hour uh, right after the raid, or NBC. To, might have been, I think NBC. It was NBC. Yeah. So, so someone, someone alerted the media. Said, "Hey." But you know what? Down. If you got a stolen diary, first of all, it's up to the uh, individual who owns the diary to report it to the police, mm-hmm. and then the local police handle something like that. By the way, I, I was mistaken. They they did accept the diary but they could not determine if it was real they decided not to publish it and they turned it back over to law enforcement but nevertheless it must be real because uh, they're going after it with some vigor yeah nevertheless the fbi raided 
Project Veritas, uh, and didn't they didn't they raid his home too? Yeah, they yeah. raided his home. Took his phones, all his connections. But you know, to the try good to thing is they had the information from the diary anyway. So the FBI is going after a journalist, basically, and so I'm so glad that CNN and all the other yeah. liberal journalists are going to come to the defense of uh, the journalists against the intimidation tactics of the federal government. Uh, in this case, the F the FBI. Mm -hmm. This, this, uh, this sounds like a lifetime movie. I know, huh? It does. It, I think it'd be a great lifetime movie. The FBI. Don't watch that either. Probably. The FBI yeah. goes after a uh, a. Uh, oh, I've watched a few lifetime movies. So I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not uh, embarrassed to say. Well, the left. I, I and wasted the news a few media. hours of my life. That's been a while, but I've seen a, I've seen a handful. Go ahead. What do you say? I was going to say the left and. The uh, establishment media hate Project Veritas. Yes. They, they are not going to come to his defense. No. They believe he's getting what he deserves. Yes. Because what Project Veritas does is they go undercover and they find ways to get members of the left to talk. They've exposed the hypocrisy of the yes. left in many ways. And so they are hated by the mainstream media who are right. leftists themselves. Yes. So. They're not going to come to the defense of their colleague under the name of let's all join together to protect free speech. Uh, all right, Steve, uh, next up. Well, vaccines. Um, we are now told that spreading COVID misinformation is criminal. Not just you're going to get kicked off of Twitter or Facebook, but you're going to be fined Who's, or who, maybe imprisoned. Who said that? Well, I want you to hear this is the CEO of Pfizer. His name is Albert Bourla. And this is what he said on Tuesday, cut seven. But there is a very small part of professionals which they circulate on mm. purpose misinformation so that they will mislead those that they have concerns. Those people are criminals. They're not bad people. They're criminals because they literally costed millions of lives. Who's that? That was the CEO of Pfizer. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, saying, he's saying misinformation about the vaccine has cost millions of lives, and what the people who are promoting, quote, misinformation, whatever that is exactly, about the vaccines are uh, criminal. Yeah. Now, he doesn't have prosecutorial nope. authority. He's, he's just the CEO not, of yeah. Pfizer. And note that he's not saying yet. that, uh, that he, if – Vaccinations are important. You've got to sell more of the Pfizer vaccine. He's he's marketing here while he's doing it. <laughs> so uh, um, it's almost like you're acting as if there's a big pharma out there. Uh, By the right? way, he's controlling just, Congress. Just as an aside here, um, are y'all hearing anecdotally just talking to people uh, about there 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 are a lot of people experiencing negative side effects to the vaccine shots. And I don't know where that's reported. I mean, they got the veers right on the CDC. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think a lot of things are out there happening that are anecdotal and are, um, but still are real and we're hearing about them, but I don't know if they're kept in a statistical data. They're not kept in a statistical database. The, the um, research on that is discouraged at this point. Well, I, I, my, I, my wife was talking to a lady t a couple nights ago, and she said, yeah, I got the vaccine back in April or May of last year, and 
and my heart rate went down to 30 and uh, I ended up wow. having to get a pacemaker. Hmm. That was just one story. I, I, and I don't mean to suggest that, that if you look at the total, I don't know the total numbers, but you have to look with anything. You have to look at the total number of people who've got something and then how many, what percentage of those people had a negative reaction? Right. Uh, because you're always going to, with any kind of medication, right. you're always going to have some people who have a negative reaction to that. So that's that's a given that I think all fair-minded people understand, right? Stealing a line from uh, Nancy Pelosi, which I rarely do, but she uh, she's fond of saying the plural of anecdote is not data. And that and that is true, and we want want to be careful. First of all, I want to say I do hear anecdotally all the time. Yeah. And uh, but that's usually I can clear that up with some Advil, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. you you do have to be fair because you ha- it's almost like scales you you have to be balance the good that a particular medication does right you balance that against the adverse events that it's going to happen with some website. people it's going to happen with some people the question then becomes and that's what people are asking what about the adverse events that come from getting a vaccine, a COVID vaccine, if you're under 30, it, it may be that for all people who get it, the benefit of the vaccine outweighs the adverse events, the adverse reactions to the drug. But if you parcel it out according to age group, since so few young people die or have uh, you know, difficulty recovering from almost COVID. zero. Yeah, percentage. almost zero. So, do you want children and young people getting the vaccine if the if these adverse events are going to outweigh the benefit? New York because Mayor, they, they they don't get badly. They don't get sick. New York New York Mayor Bill De Blasio is actually putting injection sites or where you can get the vaccine in schools. And he's talking about injecting no. five-year-olds. Now, at this Without point, parental? No. This okay. time it is with parental consent. But Well, um, this is insane. This idea of forced vaccination or vaccination for children for COVID, when there's a 0.0, I mean, it's, 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 you talk about something that's completely and totally unnecessary. And that's what I'm saying. You, 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 at that age, you've got a way – well, what are the risks for being sick or dying of COVID? So, therefore, the benefit of the vaccine is is very superficial compared to what might wind up being a lot of adverse the unknowns. The, the, unknowns. Un- the unknowns about the long-term negative effects of the vaccines, which there may not be any. Right. And, God, uh, we pray that there, would, there won't be. But, as I mentioned here before, if you watch TV every night, you see the ads. If right. you were, if you took this drug between the years of so and so, so and so, call the law firm of so and so, so and so. You may be entitled to. There are lawsuits, law yeah, firms that you, do nothing but class action. But suits. you can't sue these companies. No, for this, Im- these vaccines. Tomorrow, from their world, you're immune. They're immune. They're immune, they're immune from uh, which is another question. Yeah. So you have. It's an ironic word to use, isn't it? What's that? They're immune. They're immune. Yes. <laughs> I knew it was ironic two minutes ago. Oh, well, I just, I just I, figured that I, out. Back in, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, singer Steve. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, Ed. 
You're welcome. Don't appreciate your contribution. Don't do that, please. <laughs> Spare us. There's you, a reason why you preached it. Didn't, consider didn't yourself <laughs> spared. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We Thanks we, to Brent Creeley. Yeah, thanks to Brent Creeley, Fred Jackson, and uh, we hope you have a wonderful day. Keep listening to AFR, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.